Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, right in the 724 Lounge. If you are streaming with us live, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're streaming from. If you're listening after the fact on uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else, you may have found that. Make sure you make sure... <clears throat> Let me uh, start over. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. Welcome, everybody. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave, and we have Debris from the 724 Lounge with us. And tonight we welcome back Tequila Talia with us tonight. And that is because we are doing something really, really cool here at the 724 Lounge. It is the Bourbon Challenge. Mm -hmm. And the Bourbon Challenge you see laid out before us tonight. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what that is in a little bit. But as we kind of go through the Bourbon Challenge and the different bourbons that you have to uh, try in order to complete the challenge. We're going to be smoking this. This is the Christoph PCA 2022 Vengeance Box Press per, uh, Perfecto. Just showed up at Twins today and we thought it would be a great cigar to do for the show tonight. It is a USA Connecticut broadleaf wrapper around a Dominican binder and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is a box-pressed Perfecto. That means it's thinner at the top, thinner at the bottom, thicker in the middle. You see how it's kind of like an Elmer Fudd cigar that got squished, okay? And at its thickest point in the middle, it's a 60 ring gauge, and it's six and a half inches long. And you can get this this cigar, the Vengeance Perfecto, has been out for a long time with Kristoff. Same makeup, it's just not box-pressed. And it's one of my favorite uh, offerings from that brand, from Christoph. And um, when you box press something, uh, it takes a lot of the air out from the between the, uh, the tobacco and the cigar. And it actually slows the burn down, which changes how the tobacco performs as you smoke it. So this uh, it's going to be interesting for those of us who've had the Perfecto before. Um, to note how this cigar may be different from the regular one that is downstairs all year mm-hmm. round. This uh, PCA uh, box press Perfecto is only available to stores that attended the PCA trade show this past summer. Uh, sometimes it takes a long time for stuff to get out. And so uh, that was in July. Here we are in mid-November, and we're just getting them. But it's uh, good stuff here. So... We've just lit up, and um, I'd like to know what people think right off the bat with this. Do you want to start, Pat? 
Yeah, it's a nice medium. And a lot of the time when you have a Connecticut Broadleaf cigar, you kind of think it's going to be kind of like a medium plus a full-bodied cigar. But um, as we mentioned in the past, like the wrappers, you know, doesn't necessarily speak to the strength of the cigar. Um, it definitely, like that Broadleaf speaks in the beginning of the profile, like your palate gets that, that nice subtle sweetness kind of cocoa, that earth note's there. But honestly, in this one... Like, typically on Broadleaf, you get, like, a pretty robust, earthy note. This one here is a lot more refined, so you get kind of more of that kind of cocoa sweetness. There is kind of, like, this subtle kind of, like, mineral note to it as well. And then through the finish, the Dominican tobacco really comes out, and that's where it kind of complements that sweetness. You get, like, a really rich kind of wood note, too, on the finish. Mm. Um, and then there's a slight, slight pepper on the retro, and that kind of lingers on the palate as well. So it's definitely a really... I mean, the the other Vengeance, I guess my, the main difference, I'll just kind of answer that too with it, is on the regular Vengeance, I noticed that I think the pepper is a little bit stronger on it, which is kind of interesting. I, you would think the box press might kind of bring that forward, but I think the woody note in this and then that's kind of cocoa sweetness from the wrapper is a little bit more pronounced on the box press opposed to the regular mm. round one. <clears throat> Bree, you're looking at the cigar with a uh, very contemplative. Um, co contemplative eyes. <laughs> what are you? What are you picking up there, Bree? Um, I am impressed because for a minute I was trying to figure out um, if the sweetness <laughs> we I was getting. We haven't even started getting... drinking yet, Bree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't say you're confused. <laughs> well, okay. So I was trying to figure out if the sweetness I was getting was um, like a cocoa note or a raisin note. Um, I didn't really experiment too much with the retro hail, but mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that this cigar and Perfectos are one of my favorite sizes. Um, mm -hmm. It's going down very well. The construction's really good. It's um, burning nicely, and it's just really enjoyable. Nothing about it is really abrasive, and I've just started to get to that point where I'm getting that sweetness, and I did get a strong hint of cocoa, mm. but underneath it, I almost got like a slight raisin sweetness. Um, so Pat yeah. explaining the blend definitely um, confirmed that sweetness I was getting a little bit more. Um, so I guess now I'm just kind of looking to see what else comes out of it because so far I'm, I'm really getting that sweetness from the wrapper and um, the retro hail was I think one of the smoothest that I've had in a while so. now Dave I know you're a big vengeance fan mm. what do you think um, it started the, the first try is kind of uh, slow a little bit of that raisin um, now it's, it's already starting to open up and I'm getting that nice uh, smooth pepper and then the retro hail yeah and um, you know the uh it's still broadleaf right Same yeah rapper, yep. yep connecticut so, broadleaf usa connecticut broadleaf connecticut broadleaf connecticut connecticut <clears throat> broadleaf mm -hmm. the um it's giving you that um kind of like a cocoa espresso-y type mm -hmm. flavor to myself um yeah it's uh i feel like it in comparison to the to the other one it's definitely like a more more tame um uh so smoother refined even okay so you think yeah. it's a lot more smooth not as spicy it, yeah not as spicy it's definitely more so far i think it's, it's creamier mm -hmm. yeah definitely creamier the room note's really pleasant too yeah yeah mm. I, I think it's just as rich as the other one but i do think the creaminess that you guys are talking about i'm definitely picking that up the draw is amazing the draw is great and um I am still getting plenty of pepper in the retro ale. I, I don't 
necessarily want to say that the spice is toned down, uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it very very much. Are you um? You look like you're enjoying it. I think you're further I along like than it. any of us. I do. I like it. It's I like the flavor a lot better than I was expecting. Because typically, we... well, one of the like, thi- go ahead. One of the things I was excited about when this showed up was I thought this was a cigar that we could enjoy all of these different bourbons with and it would hold up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and all of these so all far these... it's her only <laughs> I don't know if anyone else took a sip yet but yeah. so yeah, we probably should start with that why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about the bourbon challenge mm-hmm. do you want to explain what it is and how it works yes uh so the bourbon challenge is a part of this bourbon champions program so if you can see the barrel head back here that we Mm -hmm. had carved out it has all these plaques on it so anytime a customer at the bar anytime you try all eight of these whiskeys now not in one sitting but you know eventually (laughs) you get you fill out these cards as you go they keep them for you at the bar and once you've hit all eight (laughs) yes so you don't lose them them. (laughs) because we all know that was got lost right away you take a card it's gone um once you have all eight your name gets engraved and put right on this plaque. And then it's, you're a bourbon champion. Completed the challenge. Which will be challenge. a permanent fixture here at mm-hmm. Twins. So yep. that must Pretty mean cool. we're all bourbon champions after today. That's we right. Are, we are. <laughs> That's that is right. The, the plus about being on Not Just Blowing Smoke is that at the end of it, the four of us are going to be... Placified. You're, you're already placified. You're, you're, you've, oh, yeah. yeah. She is the Please, plaque. Please, I should have that. <laughs> she is the plaque. <laughs> But my right. name will be up there. No, so what are we what are we drinking first? <laughs> All right. So I've sort of broken it up into categories rather than brand. Uh, so we're going kind of like sweet to spicy here. So the first one we have is the rabbit hole cave hill. So mm-hmm. in the challenge, there's three different rabbit holes. So that is a straight Kentucky bourbon and a rye that we're going to try. So with the rabbit hole distillery... Um, very traditional, but very unique. So all three are extremely unique recipes, which is rare in the bourbon world and they're non-chill filtered. So they're like almost buttery on the tongue. So they're definitely have like a more heavy presence. You can tell that all that fat is still in the liquid rather than when you do chill filter and all that fat gets scraped off the top. So this is a a four grain here. Where's where's my glance? I see it not. Where'd you put it? Oh, I've got it right here. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so a lot of so the sweetness, mm, mm. Wow. and a lot of the sweetness is coming from honey malted barley. So that's where you're getting like a lot of that sweet. It's much sweeter than any of the other ones. That's so weird. Like if I didn't know it, I would think I was drinking contradiction bourbon right there because it is. They're so buttery. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the smooth ambler does the same thing where they don't do the chill filter. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, that is my favorite. Is, the, is that is... what makes that smooth, buttery mm-hmm. kind of? Oh. Is the non-chill filter? Yep. When you are when you chill filter a bourbon, which most do, uh, or any whiskey really, all that fat's going to solidify at the top, okay. and they remove it. Okay. And um, that also lowers the proof. Mm-hmm. So when you don't chill filter, obviously that fat's not solidifying. So it's continuously being distilled into the bourbon and really giving it a richer flavor and that real nice buttery mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Mm, fat. Mm, fat's flavor, man. Yeah, baby. That's where it's at. That's baby. right. <laughs> what do you guys think about how this is pairing with the cigar? 
How does that smooth? Bur- I, I think mean, that the sweetness of the of the bourbon really brings out the sweetness of the cigar. Um, but I'm still getting that nice retro hail. It's not ruining that. Um, for me, it's very enjoyable. Mm. It's like what do you think, Brie? Mm. It's like candy. It's like candy. <clears throat> yeah. It's really complimenting candy. the sweetness of the cigar yeah. for me. But then that, like, smoothness, like the, the texture almost of the bourbon is, like, making the pairing feel like honey. Like, yeah, it's got, a very, honey. it's got a very thick kind of finish, doesn't it? Does, mm-hmm. yeah. Viscous. So. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big word, Dave. <laughs> I'm impressed. Viscous. Brought to you by the letter V. <laughs> I'm daved and confused, not dumb and confused. <laughs> yes, there is a difference. We're not. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Pat, you look a little bit uh, perturbed by some of the comments that uh, have been going on here. <laughs> Do you disagree with no, Dave um, and confused? No, honestly, the, the bourbon's like, uh, I'll say it's kind of like that umami flavor we talk about. So we get like You don't want to say butter. You, you want to say umami? Umami. Oh, it, it, it's, it's creamy. It has sweetness. Mommy. There's a little bit of Mommy. spice on the tongue. <laughs> then it has kind of like a very subtle, I want to say kind of orange kind of citrus. To me, at least. And so it, it, it like, it, it, it's a very like, well, for like, it, it's, it's a wet bourbon. It makes you kind of salivate a little bit on the finish because of all those flavors. So it really kind of like opens your palate up when you draw from the cigar. And it's not necessarily adding a lot, like new flavors to the cigar, but it's like the, the spice is definitely sitting on the tongue a little bit more mm-hmm. pronounced. Um, that wood note comes up and it actually makes it more of a drier finished smoke. So you go from like salivating from so the So you drink. go from a wet bourbon to a drier smoke? Yeah, like you salivate from the actual bourbon due to that sweetness, mm-hmm. but then the cigar itself, it's kind of a dry finished cigar, so it's like a nice kind of contrasting thing, mm-hmm. but it's also not taking anything away from the cigar. It's making it more pronounced. Now, it, I want, I'm just kind of clarifying for the audience here. Is that is that what, when you say wet bourbon, is, is that a real technical term? Well, any liquid is wet, Dan. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> oh, it, it's because it, it may seem it may seem like so. Uh, so that's a that's a Talia question. Is it, it is when you say something's wet? I know it's an audio. Term. I've literally not ever used wet to describe uh, bourbon, but it's Pat. I like his descriptions. <laughs> they intrigue me. We like Pat wet. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I don't know. I prefer a dry pad. Like yeah. Can I bring a Title IX violation forward? Here? <laughs> I think we're out of those forms, Pat. Yeah, I think Bree used them all. Debris. <laughs> so when, so when you, I, I get what you're saying though. When you say wet, you're meaning it. It makes mm-hmm. you it makes you salivate. Yeah, yeah. makes you salivate. I, I was just curious whether or not that was an actual technical way to describe a bourbon or a savory umami works yeah. it is now savory. it's very wet that it brings the wet out that could be your contribution to tu wet finished bourbon. <laughs> wet, wet finished bourbon there you go okay. bring the bring the wet, wet out. finished bourbons with dry cigars yeah oh okay. boy <laughs> so let's talk about this uh challenge here so you come you try a bourbon or two, you get a card, the bartenders check off which ones you've had, you put your name on it so they know whose it is, and then they keep it here at the bar so that you don't have to worry about leaving it in the wrong pair of pants or 
losing it on your way home. And, and when you finish it, you get your name put on the plaque. Mm-hmm. Now, how, lo- how, how long of a time, what's the window for people to get this done? Till it's full. Till it's full. So there's yep. no, no you don't, it's time not limit like, or it's anything not like that. just a week-long thing nope. or a month-long thing. It's, you know, if there's space on the plaque, you can still do it. Mm-hmm. Now, if people were really pumped about it, would we get a second plaque? Oh, yeah. I mean, if this really, really <clears throat> takes off. And we have the board complete, and a lot more people are still wanting to fill it out. Then we can absolutely do another one. Okay, so this is a, this is not something where it's a time sensitive thing where right. we have to worry about it. That's that's good to know. Yeah, and they're also doing flights at the bar as well. So if you want to sort of leapfrog, if you will, you don't want to try like one today, one tomorrow. You can try three, four at a time in smaller measurements. In smaller amounts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a popular option lately. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One ounce, four pours. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a, it's a way for you to really um, get through the, the eight quick without getting totally sloshed. Right. And it's a nice way to compare them. Yeah. When you have yeah, them side by side. That's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. To try everything side by mm-hmm. side. <clears throat> so what's what do we think about the, uh, this is the cave hill? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you guys think about this? I, I love it. It's easy like it. Sunday morning. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's very approachable, and if you like a really sweet finished mm-hmm. bourbon, it's definitely one I would suggest. Yes. Mm. And it does bring out the sweetness in the broadleaf. Mm-hmm. Man, that's really, really good. Why don't we go on to the uh, second choice here? What's What's next? All right. So the next one we're doing is the Jefferson's. Very small batch. Jefferson's very small batch. BSB. That's right. So this one, I don't want to pour over here. Um, So this is their base bourbon, Jefferson's. Okay. So it is, I mean, in my opinion, it's everything you expect from a bourbon, right? You're getting vanilla notes. You're getting that really oaky flavor. But it's not... As sweet, of course, as the cave hill, mm-hmm. but it's still going to have that bourbon sweetness to it. And we are just doing small pours here, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 All right. Dave? Danke. <laughs> much lighter, much more mm-hmm. of a regular... What you'd almost mm-hmm. expect, that, that bourbon kind of burn. <clears throat> I didn't really get that from the Cave Hill. Mm-mm. I could drink it and... So I noticed that... Yeah, it's... it's. I noticed that the rabbit holes in the Smooth Amblers, even though they're higher alcohol content, so they're 95 proof mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. 80 proof right around, they are smoother. And a lot of that has to do with have it keeping all that fat in there so mm-hmm. it gives you that texture that's going to coat your tongue and make it a little bit easier on the on the palate not that crazy burn you sometimes get mm-hmm. Bree, what are you picking up this is definitely um i mean jefferson's i've i've had it a number of times and i would say it's um it's a go-to in the way that like a Woodford would be a go-to. It's mm-hmm. that very like oak forward, you know, 
Very, have it with like a medium full cigar, like just your typical bourbon. Very mm -hmm. classic. Yes. Very, very classic. Definitely not as um, unique, I would say, mm -hmm. as the first one. Definitely um, almost refreshing after that intense like oil finish that you got from the first one. Mm -hmm. um, it's really not like that intense, but I will mm -hmm. say um, I, I could almost see you like having this with a stronger cigar and having it bring out a little bit more of the spice in it because i feel like the last time i had jefferson's it was um it, it almost felt like felt a little spicier and i think mm. i was having it with a stronger cigar like maybe like a padrone or something like that um but like in this format um after the pairing we just tried it's it's pretty smooth Mellow. and straightforward yeah, yeah. very mm -hmm. mellow. i find yeah i find yeah. it's really mellowing out the jefferson mm -hmm. <clears throat> Pat. Yeah, I was saying what I noticed with is with the bourbon is like what Brew was saying, like it's a lot more oak forward, so you don't have that really kind of thick, creamy texture we had in the uh, Cave Hill. Mm -hmm. So I'll say it's a more of a drier bourbon you now because it has <laughs> a lot more of it's that kind of oakiness. It's a very subtle um, sweetness to it. And then the cigar itself, now the creaminess that was lost from the Cave Hill is now here again because, again, you don't have that really thick textured bourbon on your palate. Mm -hmm. So that creaminess from the cigar is coming more forward. That sweetness is still coming forward. Mm -hmm. The oak note is still present. In, well, the wood note, which you can say is now an oak note from the bourbons there, but it's not really as robust as it was with having that really sweet Cave Hill. So. I feel like... Um, for me, it's brought out a lot more of the, um, woody notes of the cigar. Um, I, I still get that coffee, but a lot of the sweet is gone. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the bourbon here just seems to take a lot of the sweetness out of the cigar and you get more of those, <clears throat> you know, the, the cocoa, you know, the flavors are all still there, but the, the sweetness and, and that that sweet cream of the cigar that we had with the first pairing um with the cave hill it, it's not as intense for me the the pepper and spice seems to be staying about the same um does anyone else have anything to add to that the only other thing i'll add is i think it brings out more of like a like the bitterness from kind of that earthy note from the broadleaf mm -hmm. and uh like probably like a little bit of clove mm -hmm see that yeah i get a little clove in the retro hill i'm kind of curious to see um because i feel like with the cigars we smoke usually it's either they mellow out a lot or the spice builds and so it's going to be interesting to kind of see if the spice um that might potentially build in the cigar is because of the particular bourbon that we're trying or if it's the cigar itself just right. building um yeah, being the perfecto, like every time we have a drink, we're getting closer to that 60 gauge. Right. So it's, you know, I think that's a lot of that, like that woodiness coming out more and like that spice is a lot kind of because of the Vitola opposed to the bourbon. So it is kind of interesting kind of doing it as a cigar burns through. But mm -hmm. Okay. Is everyone done with their uh, second uh, thing here? What's third on the list? All right, so third is the Jefferson's Reserve. Jefferson's Reserve. 
Mm -hmm. What's the difference between reserve and very small batch? So the reserve is going to, it's essentially just an elevated version of the small batch. So they're, um, they're adding smaller, small batch. Yes, (laughs) exactly. They're, um, they're adding another blended (laughs) bourbon to the blend. Um, and this one is more about paying more attention to the finish. So they're more careful about the aging. They're using the oak barrel still. But the blender and the distiller are paying. Well, I can't. Uh, this couch, I'm sinking. Uh, <laughs> this is how we drop our customers. Yeah, that's right. Just the cone needs to It's like, oh, I'm just going to chill here. Maybe bad. <laughs> Okay. Do a little palate oh, cleansing yeah, here. There we go. Okay. So let's see. Flavor should be much more robust in the reserve. I actually think mm. it's a little sweeter. Mike on crack? Nope. I well, I'm not wet. sure, but. Wet crack. <laughs> I get like more of a, um, like a redwood. Instead of an oak, and there's a little bit. I, I think, was out in the woods a lot as a boy. Little little Californication <laughs> there. The um, I think on the initial hit on the palate, there's a little bit more heat, but then as it settles, it's it doesn't have like that kind of bite finish to it. No, it doesn't. And then yeah, there was a little bit more sweetness, kind of like on the sides of your palate, that lingers to the finish, which mm. wasn't there with the. The, the rare small batch. Small batch. Mm-hmm. It's um. It, it tastes more delicate. Mm-hmm. I would say delicate. It's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's I like I get a lot of caramel mm-hmm. with the reserve. Gives me more of a scotch feel. Okay. Interesting. And like, also like the sense, but... it it brings out like a lot more of the Dominican characteristics of the cigar. So I'm getting like a little bit more of that creamy note. I'm yeah. getting more of that Dominican sweetness, and I'm yeah. getting more of like, like the, I guess the brown pepper you get in Dominican tobacco is mm-hmm. coming out over kind of that black pepper you get from the broadleaf. Mm-hmm. It's totally on point as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Pat. Uh, no, I'm getting baking spice vibes. <laughs> Mainly from the bourbon, too. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, is this one um, also non-chilled filled? Non-chill filters. Oh, no, none mm-hmm. of the Jeffersons. None of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely not getting that coating. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because it has the sweetness, but not the coating. Right. right. So it makes yeah. it's that texture. About the it's not like, how wet. How do they do it's... that? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It really is funny how liquids can have different textures. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> It's like the, the finish is long enough to kind of cut through the broadleaf, but it's not long enough to really maintain for the finish. And I think that's why the Dominican tobacco is coming out more. It's kind of cutting through the wrapper almost. Yeah, the, the, the like 
bitter cocoa and like espresso notes have gone down. It's like very, it's making this cigar very sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm experiencing too. So Talia, what have you been up to lately since you were on with us last? It's been a little bit. Lots of lamb. <clears throat> well, of course. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, when was the last time I was on? Probably before my trip, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way before your trip. Oh, yeah. Months and months ago. Man, a couple of flies. fortnights. <laughs> um, yeah, I took a trip out. I did a Mediterranean cruise. So I did Italy and Greece. Oh, my God. Let's just say I'm going back next year. I'm already planning, <laughs> already planning a trip. Books before you got home. You know? <laughs> yeah. So next year we're doing not just blowing smoke from a cruise ship. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yes. well, definitely not a cruise this time. I didn't care for the whole cruise. It was the first time I did a cruise. <laughs> not really for me. I mean, it was convenient because you had a home base. But next time I'm just going to do the whole, like, you know, Airbnb or hotel or whatever, four days here, four days there, you know, That's awesome. and just do ferry rides <clears throat> in between. Yeah, but mm. man, it's unbelievable out there. I'd never been to the Mediterranean, and I tell you, I didn't want to come home. <laughs> what was your What was your favorite place that you visited? <sighs> it's a toss up between Athens and Crete. Uh, so everyone knows Athens, but Crete is this really beautiful island. Uh, it's one of the biggest islands in the Mediterranean, actually, and it's where my family's from so also holds a place um but it's so it's mountainous it's green i mean when we were inland it felt like we were in northern new hampshire Mm. it was so like you know trees and plant life and all the food you're eating is grown right in their gardens and all the meat you're eating is raised by their farmers i mean everything is so local out there it was unbelievable I would live there for sure. <laughs> and then, of course, the Parthenon was amazing because oh, sure, walking yeah. in history is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing like we think that two or three hundred years old is old here in New England. It's nothing. nothing. <laughs> no, when you get to the millennials, you know, m- millenniums. Yeah. 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 Thousands of years. Yeah. There's nothing like walking into a building that people have been using for mm-hmm. millennia. Mm hmm. Yep, very, very true. Unreal. Uh, local food. What was my favorite? What was your favorite? Oh, it's so tough. Can um, you pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one, so one of the favorite things I ate was in Italy, the arancini. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can eat it ever again unless I go back out there. It was so good. I mean, it was un- What is arancini? It was crazy. Um, they're the, like... Um, fried risotto balls. So there's cheese and risotto and meat and oh, there's bacon in mine. Oh, just unbelievable. And of course, my husband's eating it so fast. I'm like, stop, because we're sharing a plate. He's like inhaling it. I'm like, no, I want to taste it. (laughs) Um, And then octopus was shockingly delicious. Really? It was. If it's cooked right way, it was fantastic. fresh. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd never tried it before because I, I mean, we're in New Hampshire. (laughs) Not not many octopus are. Yeah. I mean, you see them like frozen at Market Basket. You're like, oh, I want to do that. (laughs) 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 So it was, I was still expecting there to be some chew to it because, you know, but no, it was crazy tender. It was 
they braised it in something mm. i don't even know like some white i don't know it was delicious and the feta cheese out there is just ridiculous nothing mm, oh, like feet sure. cheese and magic <clears throat> <laughs> I love cheese. That's a gorge. Greek salad, yep. <laughs> the cheese. Mm. Were you able to have a cigar or something out there too? No, um, because that's disappointing. I know. Well, they sold <laughs> cigars on the ship and right. alcohol, but they don't let you take it until you leave. Really? And when we were out and about. That was one part I didn't like about the cruise ship was we were so rushed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my, I came home and I didn't even, I was like, I didn't buy like anything. I mean, I bought some stuff, a mm. couple of presents for people and stuff for us. But we were so rushed when we were on the shore at the ports. It was, it almost takes I didn't some have of a chance to even find. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So as fun yeah, as it was, time, but, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. take our gotcha. time, right. you know. <clears throat> so what was it about the cruise itself that did not work for you? It was really just. I didn't want to be so rushed, you know, okay. and uh, they were not very descriptive on their, like, short excursions, so <laughs> I, it was minutes. just, it was crazy, <laughs> like, they would put, oh, you have six hours here, but they don't tell you that that's from the minute you step off to the minute you step back on the boat, and you're always having to travel to get to where you're going, so travel time, I think an hour and a half sometimes, an hour that we're traveling wow. to where we're going. So that's, I'm like, okay, so it's actually not six hours, it's three. <laughs> and that's quick when you're trying to see. Right, right. Um, so <clears throat> definitely next time just staying. I'll live out of a suitcase for a couple weeks, whatever. <laughs> did you meet any relatives over there? No, but I did meet uh, the owners of the restaurant had the same, like, so Bruladakis is my last name, well, maiden name. And that's yeah, apparently Dacus is like, the ending of last names in Crete for a lot of people. So the people who owned the restaurant we went to ended in Dacus. I don't remember the first part, but mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And they were like, oh, Brula Dacus. Yeah, I know that that last name. There's a hospital, Brula Dacus Hospital out there. Jeez. I know. Mm. You're going to have to do that 23andMe thing and find out where yeah. you're what what the exact yeah what the, i think it was my papu's grandfather was from crete so because my dad was born in athens so they had already moved mm. off the island by then very cool mm -hmm. are we ready for uh bourbon mm. number four mm -hmm. wow we're on four already mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're having we're having little sips here a little wetting. Yes. <laughs> Just a wee bit. So Just I think a we've, wee bit. We've done so Jefferson we Ocean it. before. Uh, this is Voyage 24. Speaking so that's the newest voyage. Wasn't that one we did on the show, like 11? I don't remember what number it was. No, I don't remember either. Maybe I, it's I think it's like 21 or something. No, it's definitely low. It was Lower a low than number, that? Yeah. I guess it was a while ago yeah. that we did it. It was like two or three years, yeah, when we did the first one. <clears throat> so I believe this voyage was down in around like the Gulf. It left out of Florida. Hmm. Florida. Florida. So every Jefferson Ocean has this little tag on it. Yep. And it tells you where it's been, which is kind of neat. Okay. All right. Let's take a little sip of this. 
That's definitely got less sweet. Definitely more spice. But still very smooth. It's not as... <clears throat> it's the wrong word, but I'll use it anyway. Rough as the as the uh, small batch. Do you know how long the voyage was? They're usually... It, I don't think it tells you. But you know, they you usually... You get scan it or something. Mm, yeah. I think you can... Go on to their website, and it'll tell you like exactly how long it was on the ocean. Oh, it tells you the temperatures and stuff too. I didn't see that before. Yes, you can find out everything, and all that affects right how temperature. This yeah, exactly. Climate. And for those of us who weren't here like two years ago when you did the Jefferson's Ocean, what is taking a barrel on a ship? do that you, that you can't do on land i mean what makes that so special so the first part would be it hyper ages it so because the barrel's constantly moving all the liquid is in contact with the wood at all times mm. instead of just Sitting if you're thinking of it stable slowly, right molecularly slowly mm -hmm. doing it so it it could if this is sitting on this ship for only a couple of years which is the minimum for bourbon it could be taste just as aged as the five years as their other bourbons. So because of that constant motion, um, good song. Also, <laughs> also the staves in the barrel allow air in. Mm. So when you're in different climates and when you're on the ocean, you're you're getting all these different flavors from the sea air and from even if it's humid out or if it's cold out or you know if you're in sometimes they're over in africa sometimes they're over near south america so it's all very different environments right and all of that's <clears throat> seeping into the whiskey as well mm. so anytime you get a voyage number it's going to taste a little bit different right that's awesome so that's none, of them, none of them taste exactly mm -hmm. okay what do you guys think about how this is working with the vengeance don't all speak at once so the uh, bourbon, are you going to go, Dave? No, go ahead, Ben. I'll follow up. To me, the <laughs> bourbon has like a, an even ratio of sweetness to heat. Mm -hmm. So it, it's still like, it, it's definitely present on the palate, a little bit of heat, but mm. that sweetness does combat it a little bit. Okay. And then on the cigar itself, it, honestly, it's kind of, it, it, is there any Nicaraguan in the cigar? Or is it just Dominican? Filler? Yeah, there's Nicaraguan. All right, so there we go. In the filler. So... This is bringing out more of that Nicaraguan characteristic of the cigar. So I'm getting more of that kind of like dark leather, a little bit more earth. The sweetness is seldomly there. Yeah. And then <coughs> I'm getting a little bit of, um, I'll call it a, um, yeah, like a black pepper. So it's, it's definitely bringing out more of that Nicaraguan kind of characteristic of the blend. Yeah. Definitely getting more of that spice. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a smooth black pepper. Mm -hmm. um, maybe even added a little bit of creaminess to the cigar back. Um, but yeah, a lot more earth and leather than there ever was before. Mm. You know, that's definitely more prevalent. Prominent. That's what I meant. <laughs> prevalent. And mind you, at least where I'm at right now, like I'm at the the full 60 gauge of the Vitola here. So I think, again, like the fillers are going to start coming more alive here because obviously it's, it's right. more filler now. But 
Yeah, I definitely say, like, I'm getting a lot more of a Nicaraguan experience with this pairing. Would you agree, Brie? So I really appreciate having, like, the full tobacconous perspective because it seems like each one of the bourbons has catered very uniquely to each different tobacco in the cigar, mm. which kind of makes me feel like this is a very versatile cigar. So, like, overall... With the whiskeys, I'd say my two favorites would be the first one, the Cahill, and um, this Jefferson Ocean. I do feel like the Ocean is more complex in that, like, you really get, like Pat was saying, that smooth heat. Yes. But you also get the sweetness. And we're at a point in the cigar where I would expect no sweetness. Essentially, like, we're at that, you know, the largest part of the cigar where the, where the ring gauge gets the fattest. <laughs> I don't want to say fat, but um, so I would don't not fat typically... shame the cigar. <laughs> I, I wouldn't typically expect to get the sweetness at this point, and I don't. But the bourbon really like brings it back. Yeah. So like I'm almost I feel like um if I had this pairing again, I would want to have it just with the Jefferson's Ocean and kind mm. of see how that initial like the first third of the cigar would go with this ocean because I feel like that sweetness would be really intense. So the four right now you're looking at. One and four, as far as the pairing so far. Yes, yep. Now, mm -hmm. I haven't asked you a whole lot about what you think about the cigar and the bourbon and all that. Mm -hmm. What's what's your take on how this is affecting it? Yeah, I, <coughs> with the cave hill, mm -hmm. now, I'm not crazy into sweet when I'm smoking or drinking, so... Just personally, I enjoyed the pairing with the Cave Hill, but it was right. so sweet. Yeah. It was almost like, I need this as just a dessert after my meal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but with the Ocean, it balanced out. So with the very small batch, it muted the bourbon for me. Mm -hmm. Like, this really muted the bourbon taste. The Reserve, I thought, paired pretty nicely because I still got those really nice, uh, rich notes out of the reserve that i typically get but this ocean is almost a perfect balance so far mm. to the four for me i would agree with that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ready for five yes sir <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i don't know let's just repeat the ocean <laughs> well this is the ocean rye next so this Ooh, is new actually this is in... oh you're gonna have to I talk a little bit about that so mm. i mean i pray it's Ocean just fried. So <laughs> oh, right. um, it's a rye ocean. Yes, the ocean's a rye. Mm. It's a dry rye ocean. <laughs> dry rye ocean. It's supposed to not wet. so wet, <laughs> moist. It's a little salty. Oh boys, little salt. <laughs> so yeah, this one's not actually at the bar because it's brand new. Um, <gasps> so I figured we'd try it though because we are doing well, you're four the Jeffersons. Yep. All... <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Excuse me. Probably. I feel better. You good? You good? Yeah. You good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You want me to take Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> what? You can definitely taste the rye. Oh, I've actually only tried this one time, so 
And I'm actually excited to try this right next to the original Ocean Sea. It's got a much longer finish. Mm. Spice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of spice. Mm -hmm. Whoa, baby. <clears throat> so I got a lot of sweetness, spice, a little bit of heat, mm -hmm. and then like a really like savory leather. That just lingers. Yep. It's kind of like a creamy leather on the finish. And then the cigar. Wow. That's a new favorite. So interestingly enough, like immediately on the retro, mm -hmm. you get like a dark hickory sweetness. Wow. That's crazy weird, right? Doesn't taste like anything. But it tastes like a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you get like that kind of creamy dark earth, a little bit of bitter espresso. Yeah, it definitely yeah. brings out a lot more bitter yep. kind of flavors in the cigar. And I, we've said it so many times, bitter doesn't mean it's not bad. bad. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, sometimes it out, bitter like, is totally what you're after, you know, because mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be espresso, cocoa, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it brings like the sweetness forward on the cigar, but then it gets lost in like the darker kind of characteristics of the blend. Mm -hmm. So again, like that brief kind of hickory sweetness, again, like in the past I've mentioned that Nicaraguan tobacco typically gives you that kind of hickory sweetness if mm -hmm. you get it. And then you get, again, like those darker notes, like from the broadleaf wrapper, like that really like kind of like rich earth, a little yep. bit of dark leather, oak wood. And then that it's, it's adding the espresso note. So I haven't had the espresso yet. So that espresso bitterness to it as yeah, well. I feel like it totally kills the uh, pepper in the retro hill. It does. Because the, uh, the spice from the, uh, the spice from it totally counteracts the pepper in the retro hill. It makes it just creamy. Yeah, it makes it more like, like a, a white bitter, bitter cocoa. <clears throat> uh, you know, more yeah. kind of, you know, those bitter espresso notes. That hickory sweetness, though, that you're talking about, that's there, but it's it's not the same kind of sweetness that was originally in the cigar. Originally in the cigar. You guys said like raisiny sweetness, cocoa mm -hmm. sweetness in the beginning. I'll say that the retro gives you like a very subtle white pepper, like it kind of nips the nose a little bit, mm -hmm. but then like in the back of my palate, I'm getting kind of a black pepper still. So yeah. it's not like I'm not getting that sensational pepper, but I'm getting that texture on my palate still. Smoke some weed. This is fascinating to me because, um, so one of my favorite ryes, hands down, is the Jefferson Cognac cast. Yeah, I was telling her about that before. We were before. just talking very, about that earlier. Very, similar. That is hands down my favorite rye. Mm. Like, if we have that on the bar, that's what I'm recommending to people. <laughs> and this is eerily similar. State. Like, it has, um, the same essence that captivated me about the Cognac rye. Like, okay. mm -hmm. it still has that, like, smooth heat, but it also has that, like faint like vanilla like hickory sweetness that you guys were talking about um it it's it feels very refined mm. and like this is one of those rye that doesn't kick you in the face yes. and you could just keep drinking it's dangerous yes. <laughs> the right kind of sweetness i love i love the way this finishes mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's so much going on cognac cask has competition Mm -hmm. Hey, that's fine because I don't think it's even in the state right now. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's staying here. 
What? <laughs> that's fine. That's Did you say here. danger or staying here? Or no, no, I said that's staying here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stain there. <laughs> that's the stain. <laughs> oh, no. my gosh. Very good. Wow. I like now, this so much better than the first time I tried it with the cigar. Really? I like. That's one of my favorite things to ask, too, is how, how the cigar impacts how you enjoy the bourbon. Right. I mean, I like. I tried this only just one time mm -hmm. last weekend when I first one got the bottle. Time. And I was like, okay, yeah, th this is good. Having it with the cigar, I don't, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but there's mm. something. It's a great pairing. Yeah, there's something in it that I just. I'm tasting that I didn't taste before. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what it is, mm -mm. though? No. That's what mm -mm. she said. It's not wet. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Very good. Very. All right, number six. Let's keep it moving. All right. <clears throat> While Tally is pouring, why don't we go around and kind of share which pairing so far we think is our fave? Hands down, that Jefferson's rye. Oh the Jefferson my God. Ocean rye. <laughs> that Jefferson yeah. rye is really good, but I'm still on the cave hill. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? To Dave's point, if you're talking about in relation to the cigar, so. My answer is the, the rye, like straight up just the bourbon as is. But I mm -hmm. do think that that first pairing was insanely complimentary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as far as the pairing goes, the Cave Hill. Mm -hmm. As far as the bourbon goes, the Ocean Rye. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Pat, what about yourself? It's kind of weird because like each bourbon, again, being like a cigar kind of geek with it. So each bourbon is kind of brought something unique out of the cigar mm -hmm. so that's also true i have like a, a f mm. multiple favorites for different reasons but the the ocean the original ocean that we had i like because again like i'm primarily a dominican cigar guy yep so the fact that that bourbon brought out the dominican fillers forward over like again like broadleaf wrapper that's a really kind of potent mm. wrapper so it's kind of tough to kind of cut through that but bringing that Dominican kind of sweetness, that leather, that brown spice out was very unique to me. Mm -hmm. But I think the Cave Hill in the beginning also, just because it, it was a unique kind of like, like thick, you know, mm. wet bourbon, whatever you want to call it. But having that kind of like salivating finish and then wet making finish. the cigar itself be more of a dry smoke mm -hmm. was unique. So it, it's kind of tough to pick right now. I think mm -hmm. at the end of it, I'll have a better answer, mm -hmm. but right. it, it, it's between those two again, because like my love for Dominican cigars and then that kind of unique spirit experience in the beginning, we have the Cave Hill. So, yeah, I I think uh, um, the Cave Hill certainly is in my top. <clears throat> if I were gonna pick, it would it would be hard. It would be between the Cave Hill and. Um, uh, the Jefferson Ocean, frankly, mm -hmm. because the rye one, yeah. I'm no the, the original, oh, the original, yeah. the original Ocean, because you know I'm kind of the the flip side of Pat. I'm more of a Nicaraguan uh, guy when it comes to tobacco profiles. I really, so I since really that brought out more of that, I really, I really enjoyed that very much. They've all been very good. They've all brought out 
like Pat said, very different aspects of of the cigar. And I think the cigar has kind of tweaked the bourbon too, as we've smoked it. You know what? I would and really want it. to try the uh, the ocean with, not the rye. The other one, the uh, I want to try that with the Saka Khan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Yvonne's dancing in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that cigar was good. If we ever get any more, smoking with Yvonne. If we get any more, Yvonne, hint, hint. <laughs> that, that means give us more of them. <laughs> I feel like what's unique about this episode is that um, we can kind of like reference in the future if we were to try each one of these bourbons with a different cigar that we decided might go well with each one. <laughs> yes, an eight-hour episode. Like, um, the, the, <laughs> like the deciding right? factor episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, soccer content, that's another broadleaf with Dominican. That could be like a Christmas filler, episode. You know, <laughs> all day, just all day, just smoking open and streaming. Oh, my gosh. Would you oh, give it an eight-hour episode? Eight French bottles. <laughs> 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 Set up the beds. We're staying here. <laughs> There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll promote the Saka Khan for that. That's fine. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, right. so this is the rabbit hole. What? Which one is this? The high gold. Uh, the high gold, yeah. yeah. So the high this, gold rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, talk a little so bit about this that. This one mm. might give you guys almost that combo because you all liked that sort of buttery kind of texture mm -hmm. of the cave hill so this is going to have that but it's also it going to have spice to it because it's Ooh, a high rye it does bourbon so it's still the bourbon <laughs> wow but it has a high rye content um so it's going to be it's fat spicier. and sweet and spicy mm, fat yes. and spicy yeah exactly this Wet and spicy is my favorite out of the whole line this bourbon is my favorite bourbon What's just the price in general. Uh, right now, it's on sale for $45, so $10 <gasps> off. Um, <gasps> all the rabbit holes are. So hit that liquor store, guys. Um, <laughs> and the Ocean, for the first time I've ever seen it, is on sale for 75 instead of 80 So just putting that out there. Very good. Now, is the rye available in the stores? Or yeah. is that? So it's not available everywhere yet. So it's still in uh, test market. Okay. But if they're going, yes, just <laughs> talk to you. Need, you need me to find out where it is. I got you. <laughs> All right. Pat, I'm interested in what your uh, super Ooh, taste buds pick wow. up with this. Because it, it, it is a mix of that kind of oily, nice, smooth. It brings, the, it brings a, the pepper but back. spice, yeah. It brings the pepper back, though, but it's mm. spicy, but it brings the pepper back in oh, the retro ale. It has like, I'm getting yeah. more pepper <laughs> in the retro ale with this than with anything else so far. Yeah, so the drink is, it, it's a really thick sweetness. Um, I'll say it's kind of like a malty kind of calm out sweetness. Thick sweetness. There is a lot of heat That's on it. That's going on the soundboard. <laughs> there is a lot of heat to it, but again, due to that really thick sweetness, it really combats it, but you still feel it. It's a really fuller-bodied spirit. Mm -hmm. And then the cigar. Yes, yes, yes. We're waiting on you, Pat. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so you're getting more Process of a... Process that palate. <laughs> on the retro, you're getting more of like a red pepper. Mm -hmm. It's like a Cajun kind of pepper. Mm -hmm. True. You get... So th th there was a little bit of a uh, 
a black pepper on the palate, but then you're getting a lot more of that leather note that gets brought out. Mm. A little bit of like a creamy kind of wood. And then, um, yeah, just like the earth. So I, I think it's on this one, there was that sweetness. So I think it's bringing out, it, it's enhancing a little bit of that wrapper. Mm -hmm. But again, like to the Jefferson's Ocean, it's bringing out, or was that the ocean that brought out the Nicaraguan fillers? Mm -hmm. Um, yes, it was one the, of them. The, the first one, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so like the, the darker Nicaraguan characteristics are being brought out, but the wrapper is also being complimented as well. Mm. But. Yeah, it's definitely bringing out, like, on this one, the spice note's getting more enhanced, like the dance yes. point. Like, it yeah. has... Which is I guess, weird, right? Real, real because nice. it's a spicy drink, real and real you get the... Nice. And it's bringing which, the spice. So complimentary. Is, so yeah. it, it's multiple layers of pepper through the retro and then the mm. finish on the palate. I really, I'm really digging that. Brie, what about you? Are you, yeah. are you digging that, or is it... I'm, yes, too I'm much fascinated. Pepper this is, no, honestly, yeah, this though, is my favorite in my, so Yeah, in my opinion, oh. I was going to say, like... Um, so I'm this cigar, to... like I was saying before, was kind of complex where it had different elements that catered to each different bourbon. I feel like this pairing is the exact match of this cigar. So mm, the cigar right? has different types of tobaccos that catered to different aspects of each bourbon. This right. bourbon has taken the sweetness from the cave hill. It's taken the complexity of the ocean. It's taken like that like oaky solid refreshing taste from the standard Jefferson's and the Jefferson small batch and it's fused them somehow all into one bourbon. So this bourbon is the well-rounded bourbon that you would put with a well-rounded cigar. So I think that I'm just guessing that this is going to be the pairing for this cigar out of all of the bourbons. I'm also going to say this, this is definitely my favorite Kristoff now. This cigar is amazing. Mm. The box pressing of this has just totally changed the cigar. How so? It's well, it's just just because of all the different bourbons we've gone with it. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't I'm, know. It was so much better I'll when I was truck, drinking but... it with eight different bourbons. <laughs> Sick so far, but yes, it's uh, it's the draw is just perfect on this. Yeah. And but it's I feel perfect like on the it's perfect on the round. Not too. well. I feel like it's better. Really, I feel like the draw is definitely better on this. It's more. I feel like with the uh, with the perfecto, you're getting the the draw from each always changes depending on the width of the cigar. Okay, this is very consistent. Okay, um, and it is in that respect since you're getting the same draw every time it's almost like you're able to taste eight different bourbons and still being able to uh make a good comparison yeah I, I will agree with you and uh kind of push that point too that with the <clears throat> standard vengeance perfecto the tightness of the draw increases or decreases depending on where you're at in the cigar and that's common with perfect yes yeah, that's not a negative <clears throat> no um you almost expect it mm -hmm. and to your point dave i don't get that with this mm -hmm. it's been no. one kind of consistent right pressure as you're drawing no matter where you are at in the cigar and that's that goes to the testament to the rolling too because mm -hmm. we're all getting that i mean yeah. that's that's pretty awesome 
at least I, I think we're all getting it. <clears throat> My experience with the original Vengeance Perfecto is it's like it's a pretty open draw. I would mm -hmm. say like it's it's open draw. Like it, it's it, it's an effortless draw. You can call it. And then with the Perfecto, it's it's more of that like sipping water through a straw. So it's a little bit. It's still an open draw, but it's it, a little bit more resistance. Mm -hmm. So I guess like the smoke output is more subdued. So it's not really overwhelming your palate. But I have noticed that with again like echoing what I said in the beginning of the show that the the spice note is more pronounced. So I think due to a little bit tighter of a draw, like that, again, like that rapper's speaking more, like that broadleaf rapper's more prevalent. So you're getting more of that spice from the broadleaf opposed to, you know, like the fillers. What do you think, Talia, about the, this particular pairing with the mm. high gold? <clears throat> it's definitely the <clears throat> spiciest, <laughs> which yes. I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Amen to that. Yes. So that's not spicy. negative. It's very spicy, but in a good, flavorful way. Um, and like I said, this is my all time favorite bourbon, and it's not making me hate it. I think I think uh, with Yvonne over there mm. needs another drinky. I think we'll we need another drink. Mm. We'll take care of that. Well, let's yeah, get to that smooth let's amber. Do, let's do the seven. smooth amber. Number seven now. Yep, smooth amber. Yeah, contradiction now, bourbon. Now, I know this contradiction bourbon's your favorite. Yep. This is a contradiction ride. Mm -hmm. So we're moving on to straight rides now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, sir. Sorry. I'm probably going to be a little biased on this one. I know. That's okay. I love rye. <laughs> So the Smooth Amblers are a little different where it's a West Virginia distillery. West Virginia. Please don't. Ma, ma, no, ma. please, God. I will get that <laughs> stuck in my head all night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Take me home. Terrible. Enough. <laughs> Talia's like, can't take you guys. I just can't. <laughs> can't with you boys. <laughs> Dan, I'm never coming back. I'm never coming. Oh my I'm not God. a boy. I'm a man. Mm. <laughs> She's a man. <clears throat> Look at that flannel. <laughs> All right. Very curious. Oh, yeah. to All, right. All right. All right. Because this one, I don't think you've tried this one, Dave. So I'm very what? curious to hear. What? The rye. The contradiction rye. Yeah. You tried this one? I, I've had all my contradiction mm, okay, all, right. all over my palate. All, right. mm -hmm. all I can think of is that. Anything that's got an elephant on a barrel, I've <laughs> bought. People love elephants. I've bought. I love, the, bought I love the rye. I love the, I love the bourbon. Mm -hmm. I've bought. Yeah, can we start censoring Dave, please? Ganga Bumba Joe. Elefante. Elefante? Elefante. Yeah. Is that is that any is that any, is that any worse than Botten? I think that's a soundboard. <laughs> Have I did I say that? Yeah. Any, well, anything with an elephant, I've bought. I've bought. <laughs> I have bought. Yep. There we go. Done. I'm never gonna hear the end of that I have, after today. I have purchased. Nope. Purchased. I have purchased. I have, purchased. I have bought it. Mm. I Dave is at the point he's making new Botten. words. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I mean, that's that... my that's my thing. I'm a wordsmith, all right, or murderer, depending on your 
current look on it. <laughs> Do you want to shovel? Your persuasion. You yeah, keep digging it. Hatchet. Yeah. Digging it. One more thing before we try. Well, talk about trying. try the ride. It's try cool the ride. because on the back of each of the bottles of the contradiction, yeah, you can see the back, back number. Mm. And enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me come over there. She said. <laughs> Just, um, so it's batch number and who bottled it. So it's kind of cool. It's handwritten. Anyway, just a cool thing with this new handler. <laughs> All right. So what's the idea with putting the <laughs> elephant on the on the barrel there? I mean, would the elephant like never forget? Totally crush like, the barrel. It's a circus, man. You know, like you see the elephant. It's like a little it's emaciated like the ball elephant. The, well, in the circus. Yeah. He he so had all the bourbon, the... and that's what he did. I'm gonna bought bourbon barrels. Very he had all the bourbon, and then, <laughs> and then he was he like, "I'm gonna walk on that I'm barrel." Stand on it. Yeah. I feel like that's okay. what you call your drunk friend at the bar. Is there anyone you're, else you're that's confused like I am now? <laughs> yeah, Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's oh going on the soundboard. Smooth <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> Bree, I'm interested in your take on this. I'm gonna have to call <laughs> this episode. I haven't even tipped it yet. <clears throat> Um, we haven't we smoked a single in the middle glass of our program, so, so Brie can actually taste the bourbon. Yeah, we haven't paused. There's no break today, people. We're no, just, there's no, no break. break. We're going no on. Break. So I'm trying to remember because I feel like I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I'm just just wipe the drool away. So I, there we go. <laughs> I, I feel like my first introduction to Talia's brands, mm -hmm. I feel like the Smooth Ambler was one of the first that we were introduced to. And I remember us thinking, like... Who makes this? What is this? Why is this elephant on a ball on this barrel of whiskey? Barrel. Why are we bringing this into our bar? <laughs> and I explicitly remember that when we tried it, we were pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm remembering mm. that now, like trying it. It's kind of bringing me back to that high gold feel, or the cave hill, sorry. Um, like I'm really getting that honey sweetness off the bat compared mm. to the last like two or three bourbons right. we've had yep. that spice is completely gone mm -hmm. this is just a very like smooth like honey forward bourbon um right this one's a rye yes yes okay even it's a rye. Yeah. This is a rye. There's something rye which is yes. a rye smooth ambler is definitely known for its sweetness yes mm -hmm. like it doesn't read like a rye at all mm -hmm. it's it's um there's like really no spice to it like you do get a little bit of that heat underneath but it doesn't have that like intense pepper that you get it's really like like you were saying sweet forward right and even i think the cigars mellowing the spice a little in so. in the smooth ambler because um i do always get sweet first when i try a smooth ambler um even with the rye but I'm not almost getting any of that spice from the rye this time with this cigar. <clears throat> Which is strange because it brought out just that 25% rye in the high golds. Yep. So it's it's Can confusing. I just, you know, what, <laughs> no. what I'm experiencing as far as it how it affects the cigar, it's up the cream. That cocoa note is really big. The pepper is gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting really any kind of spice on it all at all. No, even like well, the saltiness is gone. Yeah, 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 it's really strange. It's brought out the sweetness again, mm -hmm. and it's totally, totally acts the pepper. And I, I don't think it's the, 
you know the a, a change in the in the vitola size here um because we were just getting super pepper just a few seconds ago right uh, with the previous with the uh high gold so um that's really it's really amazing how much different the cigar tastes yeah right are you getting that too mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing how like so, how much the cigar is flip-flop throughout the whole process i'm in agreement but in different reasons agreeance. so <laughs> agreeance agreeance agreement i'm not the not only wordsmith here agreeance is a word I'm in agreement with you. Agreement. I don't know. He's a lawyer. I trust him. I feel like that's something so, that lawyers would say. That is that is a word. I believe so, it. It's a word, word, but, it's a word. but not <laughs> so, one that most of us use. So right. use agreement. He's smart. So um, <laughs> I'm playing Scrabble with the, you. The <laughs> so the rye. Words I mean, you are getting like very rye characteristics out of it. So you're getting. To me, there is a lot of heat and spice in it, but again, like that thick sweetness and kind of creamy leather is kind of combating that. But the the palate definitely has like that lingering kind of to it. And then the cigar, this is why I disagree with Dan. But I so I, I agree, it's bringing out new notes, but different reasons. So I'm getting that hickory note I referenced earlier is more pronounced, and it's not just there, just like on the retro and like initially on the finish, but it's lingering now, and. Uh, there is to me a lot of spice on it uh, on the retro so i'm doing like a full retro so through the nasal passage a lot of like kind of red black pepper and then towards like the front of my tongue like that black pepper from like the nicaraguan tobacco is lingering for me but the hickory note is like that sweetness is lingering further so you know so it is bringing out different characteristics of it, but I would disagree that the spice is gone for me at least. The hickory note is there. Spice for me completely gone. It's almost it's I'm almost just getting... like my nose just doesn't even <clears throat> register the spice anymore. I'm still getting a little bit, but just like almost just on my lips. Yeah, on mm-hmm. the spice. I'm in the same boat. Does anyone else experience what Pat's experiencing? Mm-hmm. The the spice is still there. Very no, subtly. not for me. Only it's only like so it's on my lips mm. and yeah. I would the say tip, the front the of, my of my palate. Like, just the tip. If I just if I tip. like really uh, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> wow. Like I feel like if I take a few puffs of it and I like marry it with a sip of the bourbon, the bourbon almost washes the spice away immediately. Mm. But if I'm puffing on the cigar more than the bourbon, more than I'm sipping the bourbon, then I get more of the spice. And then if I complimentary right. like yes. puff sip, then I get no so spice at all. Right now, Ooh. I'm, I'm gonna so say take a sip and then take a drag of the pipe. Yeah. Like right. So take like four pipe. puffs of the pipe. cigar. Cigar. <laughs> take, a, take a drag of the cigar right after. Like you cut off. And finish leave your sentence. Some, <laughs> finish your leave sentence. some of the leave some of the, leave some of the rye in your mouth. Okay. And then, and, and Take a draw from the cigar. For what? Tell me, for no, what tell, me tell me what happens. <clears throat> okay. You're gonna get you're gonna get like a bam, like pepper spice, or like yeah, spice. <coughs> oh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, it's like bam on on the palate <laughs> on my lips, but not in the retro. No, not in the retro. I think that's interesting too. How the way that you sip the bourbon or smoke mm. the cigar can influence like what you're getting. Like if if you mm. take the bourbon and you swish it around in your mouth and you swish. swallow it, 
you might get something different right. than someone who's puffing on the cigar a few mm. times and then taking a slight sip of the bourbon. Now, I'm going to say this. It makes a difference. I'm not talking about favorites or anything, but so far, I'm going to say, for me, the contradiction changed the cigar more than, than anything else. else. Yep. I would agree with that. Would, totally. would you all agree with that? Mm -hmm. yep. I would say that. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. yep. All right. So let's move on to the final, the final thing here. Another rabbit hole. And this is the rabbit hole rye. Yes. The rabbit hole rye. Okay. This oh. was good going from sweet to mm -hmm. rye. I think this was much more helpful for our palates. Oh yeah. Yeah. I tend to try and go move You're, sweet to spicy. Yeah. You were totally genius with that, Talia. I know. Has anyone else out there done eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hold it still. Did anyone Very get good. the cigar today? No? Yeah, lots of people yeah, got the cigar, did? yeah. Are you, are you bringing it to Thumbs up? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That. Thank yes. Thank you. You guys are on camera. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know that, right? Everybody out there, you're on camera. Yeah. Brie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very Did good. you guys like the cigar? Good. Mike? All right. Did you have last it? one. You liked it? Mike really liked the cigar. He, saw, he thought it was excellent. Thank you. He told me before the show. I want to buy a box of these, man. I'm is Brad this smoking the cigar, or is he doing another H99? So good. No, you're doing the cigar? What do you think? Delicious. Mm-hmm. But even though it's a Perfecto, Brad? <laughs> we know you don't like something small in your mouth. Whoa! Hey, That's this, not, is, this uh, is supposed to be a PG-13 show, Dave. Hey, I'm just talking about ring gauge. Uh -huh. What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right, let's try Just this the tip. Mm. Well, that's an interesting segue to a cigar confession for tonight. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the cigar confession from a pastor about just a tip. Here we go. <laughs> that is, you know, when you're when you're when you're cutting your perfecto or your torpedo, don't cut off too much of the tip of the cigar yeah pay attention to the the, to the whole the whole point of getting the cigar with the with the perfecto top or the torpedo top is to get that smaller ring gauge mm -hmm. and when you cut all of that off you are cutting off the most expensive part of the cigar <laughs> mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> the point of defeating the, point the whole creation. purpose yeah and so you know if, if you notice all of our stuff it's it's just a little bit off so you've you've got uh i took off a little bit less than a quarter of an inch mm -hmm. and i like i like cutting mine at an, an angle, angle. Yep. so that when you you know put it in your mouth and get that resting nice. on your tongue it, it feels very, really very good around the palate how did you yeah. cut yours pat did you do it straight or did you angle cut it a little bit straight so sometimes i angle but typically i always go straight what? What she said. <laughs> okay. Um, Bree, how did you cut yours? Slight angle. Slight angle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do prefer the angle. Slight how did you do yours there? there? Do you, what do you call that? I That's have one a, of those little... Oh, you did a V-cut. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Yep. Very classy <laughs> there. Yep. Yep. So try to, try to limit your cut to a no more than a quarter of an inch. 
um, it's you know if you if you cut off more than that you're really going to have a different experience of, of the cigar than what was intended with the shape uh, you, you want that smaller part of the ring gauge you know in your in your mouth and not mm. the, the thickest part mm. no don't go there dave <laughs> don't go there all right now well the whole point of a of a uh of a figurado or a torpedo is to have a thicker cigar with a smaller ring gauge in your mouth and that <clears throat> Yes, that Dave. allows you that allows <laughs> you to appreciate a smaller ring gauge mm -hmm. you know um and i think that's i think that's like a huge selling point like because people are like wow that's a thick cigar but in reality they're they're smoking a smaller ring gauge well, and, and along with that it takes more talent to roll a cigar yeah that has a torpedo top or is a figurato like this and so that's typically why they're more expensive than like a straight Toro or a Corona or a Corona Gorda or something that might be the same length. Um, yep. You're paying a more somebody with a lot more experience, and typically that means the draw is going to be a lot more consistent. It's going to be uh, if you're trying a brand for the first time, and they have a Torpedo or they have a Perfecto, try that first because you're going to get you know the most experienced rollers interpretation of the cigar and um uh you're typically not going to have draw issues or burn issues with somebody who's rolling something like this right um so that's all i have to say about that anybody have a different point of view as far as that goes Pat, i mean i agree so i mean with me agree, when i have a yeah. perfecto like <laughs> so usually i cut as minimal as I can, mm -hmm. just to kind of, because again, it's intended to have that kind of <clears throat> more slight gauge when you're drawing from the cigar. But, you know, it's a handmade product, so sometimes it draws a little bit too tight for my preference. So, like, you know, a, a little is what I go for, but mm -hmm. then I'll cut a little bit more off as I go just to kind yes. of get that draw that I want. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone that cuts off like an inch or an inch and a half of the cigar from Perfecto, <laughs> just to, initially, you know, it might be a wide open draw, and you could have right. cut maybe like you know half an inch less. So, right. that's where I'm at with it. Like, like when you buy the Perfecto, you want to kind of condense that smoke output. You know, so if you cut off an inch of it, you know, to Dan's point, you're cutting off the most expensive part of the cigar. So, you don't want to do that. But, right. you know, me usually like to, you know torpedoes. I'm not. I, I don't lean towards those for that reason. But you know, it's. A little bit is definitely like the angle you want to take, and then right. if you do what Dan does, and you kind of do like a diagonal cut on it, you know, it, it condenses that smoke to the palate, mm -hmm. so you can kind of get, I'll call it sexy with it, but you know, <laughs> or you can be Talia and just cat's eye cut it. Yep. I would agree with that. I feel like sometimes it's like less is more. Like mm -hmm. you, you want to give the cigar the benefit of the doubt, only cut exactly what you need to, and then if the yeah. draw is tight go more if you decide you can Which, always with, cut more off exactly you can't, you can't add go backwards yeah. you're right i will say though with the vengeance like i i probably smoke a, a, the original perfecto i've smoked probably like around 10 times 
Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't had one that's had a tight draw. So yeah. with that cigar specifically, I'd say cut as minimal as you can off of it because it, it's gonna it's gonna draw perfectly. Mm-hmm. But and then even with the box press here, like again, a little bit of a tighter draw, but it's still very acceptable. It's again like that water through a straw kind of approach <clears> to it. So again, if you buy a perfecto to dance point, a little bit off because you want to get you know what that vitola was intended to do, which is you know condensed smoke. And yeah. All right. Um, as far as, do you want to talk a little bit about other rabbit hole rye? Um, I mean, it's essentially it's the same kind of thing, hole. but it's a rye. You know what I mean? So this is a straight rye where mm-hmm. they do add a little bit of malted barley. Okay. Uh, I think it's 95 to 5 is the ratio. Okay. Rye to barley. Um, have, has, has anybody tried it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just did, yeah. <laughs> It has like a unique note that none of the other ones had. It's I don't know if it's like, um, like a dried fruit or if it's like. Mm. Um, that spice is definitely kind of back. Like sweet wood, but yeah, it has the spice, but it also has like this extra like oaky. It does sweet have kick a sweetie kick, mm, you know, yeah. almost like a stewed fruit. Yeah. Kind yeah. of sweet. Yeah, I got like it. a, like a raisiny sweetness, mm-hmm. but. Um, I was talking in the bourbon or the, the bourbon, bourbon, yeah. Yeah. As as far as the how it affects the cigar, it definitely I think makes again cuts the sweetness, the bitter cocoa, bitter coffee, um, those stronger earth notes, um, and and. Um, Maybe that hickory is there that that Pat's been talking about, but it's not that sweet hickory anymore. Um, <clears throat> dare I say it's kind of a dry hickory? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's it's bringing more of that kind of out of the cigar. Mm-hmm. As far as all eight uh, bourbons and ryes that we've had tonight, I would say this is probably my least favorite as far as the pairing goes. Um, as far as the rye goes, it, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good on its own, but I, I'm I'm not sold on the, on the pairing with it. Any of you have different ideas or agree with that? I would agree with that. You would agree with that. I could almost see this more with like um. Yes. <laughs> It's it's kind it's another kind of complex spirit. Like mm. I feel like I could almost um like see this bourbon going well in like a Sazerac. I could almost mm. see it going with like um a cigar that has like a little bit more like or even a pipe tobacco that has like that mm. dried fruit with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a good Virginia or yeah, something. It's definitely like a good Virginia <clears throat> pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. I feel like the cigar is at the same time like too mild and too complex for this bourbon okay this bourbon itself is complex and i feel like the cigar yeah. has a lot going on too but um the bourbon plays like more to a very specific like dried fruit kind of sweetness that mm-hmm. might be like better enjoyed with like a pipe tobacco what's your feeling dave um i'm still with the my favorite pairing is definitely still the Cave Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm sold on that. The first one we did. Um, I feel like it. It was a 
it had enough change and enough complementary where it was just complimentary really complimentary thank you uh it was I've just really <laughs> it was really well balanced we speak fluent dave yeah so i hope so <laughs> it's been long enough <laughs> but yes i'm with the cave hill yeah patwick with this pairing i think it's kind of an injustice it's just you know, we're getting to like congestion. that back congestion. What? What? Injustice. <laughs> no, injustice. In, injustice, okay. because like we're getting to the like back end of the back, though. <laughs> so yeah. like the the cigar is closing off to more of like that kind of 50, 48 gauge. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a lot more of like that kind of bitterness, espresso from the cigar itself. Mm -hmm. So I think that with the pairing being more of kind of a sweet, like leather, a little bit of spice. I think naturally it's not going to be really the best pairing. So I, I think had we had this in the beginning of the cigar when like that broadly sweetness was more of a prevalent note, mm -hmm. that's would have been fair. better. But... So you think you think if it had been earlier in the cigar, it wouldn't have been yeah mm -hmm. what we're all getting. But would you agree with it where we're at? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it's like... definitely again subjective, but it's bringing out more of that bitter espresso, mm -hmm. that dark earth, a little bit of that darker leather note mm -hmm. again because of the broadly from the Nicaraguan tobacco in the cigar, but. And then to answer the question of like my favorite pairing, again, like each pairing spoke differently to the actual blend of the cigar. Mm -hmm. And I'll have to go with, um, was it number four? Or was the Jefferson? The, the Jefferson Ocean. 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 Yep. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm a Dominican tobacco guy. So the fact that it brought out that kind of, I guess more of like the mild side of the cigar, the Dominican fillers, you know, that brown spice, that sweetness is why I prefer that one. But even the cave hill like just with the uniqueness of the spirit having that really like kind of malty creamy sweetness to it kind of adding to the cigar but uh, again like it, it's tough to kind of choose but mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. like they were all really good you know but yeah, i would probably go with the voyage like the original voyage i would almost be curious to like reorder the pairings with the cigar yeah. because i feel like this last one would have been better categorized like right the after beginning, the cave. Yeah. yeah. I, I think good. doing I mean again like doing a perfecto with this it's interesting because it, it really kind of expresses the cigar itself mm -hmm. but again with the nature of the perfecto like different like again like the, at the midpoint of the cigar when it's 60 like the fillers speak more than the wrapper. Right. So it is interesting doing it with a perfecto but you know I yeah, I would say that if this was like the regular, you say like the Toro Vengeance, like I would say like this specific pairing would go really well with it. But, mm -hmm. you know, like again, to Bree's <clears throat> point, like with this cigar, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would like to, I would almost like to start the cigar with that, like you said, mm -hmm. because when I, I loved what the cigar did to the rye mm -hmm. so i loved the flavors coming out of the rabbit hole rye from the cigar but then i started to not like the cigar as much yes mm -hmm. because it was just <clears throat> it was almost too it was almost numbing like my mouth <laughs> like that spice quality mm -hmm. and I, like you said maybe it's because it was towards the end of the cigar um so for me the ocean is my favorite i thought it was a perfect balance yeah. Yeah. it balanced out all of the flavors and it made me really enjoy the ocean more and enjoy the cigar more than they were by themselves um cave hill is another one again it was very sweet for me but it made the cigar 
tastier yeah to me yeah i think the cigar was tastiest with the cave hill the the whiskey was tastiest with the rye and then the perfect balance was the ocean yeah for me yeah yeah um if i were gonna pick a, a favorite pairing it would be the uh um <clears throat> the jefferson ocean uh i thought that was the best pairing it, br it brought out and you know a, again you know i'm a i'm a um nicaraguan guy so the fact that the ocean kind of brought out those the rye <laughs> the ocean rye no the um the bourbon the jefferson reserve brought out the dominican okay the ocean brought out more of the black pepper yep. the earth and uh leather and more of the nicaraguan stuff and uh stuff <laughs> flavors uh, so that was that was kind of what was the best of the pairings with me um I, I think an interesting question would be you know with a cigar like this i mean we've been going for uh not quite an hour and a half but almost an hour and a half with a cigar that's enough for two different bourbons right um you know 45 minutes pe i mean which one would you start the cigar with and which one would you end it with mm. of the eight that we've tried especially since we're talking about an experience where we're trying to get through eight in a reasonable period of time <laughs> i mean no one wants to drag this on for months you know honestly i feel like i would start with the first bourbon the cave hill and the last bourbon mm. with the cigar and then like i feel like the middle range pairings would be the jefferson's ocean jefferson's rye and then finishing would be the standard jefferson's and the small batch i feel like mm. those two were um those are they're just very straightforward and consistent and solid bourbons. And I feel like mm -hmm. um, they would almost enhance like that bitterness and that pepper that you get towards the end of a lot of cigars and the end right. of this cigar. Um, whereas that like subtle cocoa sweetness would be enhanced by having like the sweeter bourbons like that Cahill mm -hmm. um, and the one we just tried. And then also, right. um, I can't remember which one it was. The one that was, uh, I think the blue rabbit hole oh yeah the high gold those three mm -hmm. were like yeah. complex but they had that sweetness behind mm -hmm. them and i feel like those are better mm -hmm. off going in the first half of the pairing mm -hmm. and then the more like oak forward bitter bourbons would be towards the end of it mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. dave how about yourself like um, favorite like if you're gonna have two different bourbons i, I actually cigar, i actually totally agree with brie the uh the cave hill and then the the last one the one the rye the rye yeah and the then the other, and then the rest um that it just my favorite is just the cave hill though mm -hmm. I'm just I'm sold on the cave hill you you've got the sweet tooth that's where mm -hmm. you're at. and nothing wrong with that that's just where you're at mm -hmm. you know um well, that's just about all the time we have tonight yeah. thanks for being with us talia this has been of amazing course. absolutely thanks for bringing all eight of these birds yeah. and carrying them all <laughs> i carried them all upstairs it was no small feat for her to carry this stuff all in from the car Jeez, that's some you got some muscles oh you know it <laughs> um next week we're going to be doing something uh a little bit similar actually 
along the beer route. We're having a uh, Keith from. Uh, um, oh, oh, come on! Where is it? Bellavance is going to be with us, and we're going to be smoking smoking the um, Aganorsa Anniversario Corojo Toro, along with a number of uh, beers that Bellavance has. And we're going to talk about which of the beers that he brings uh, makes the best pairing. So it's going to be another multiple drink thing next week in the world of beer. And I uh, hope you're all with us next week. It's going to be a really good time. But thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks, Talia. Of course. It's always great to have you on the show. Oh, anytime. We totally look <laughs> forward to it. And I uh, hope you all do the uh, bourbon challenge. Yes. A, get your name on the plaque. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get <laughs> at it. Get, get your name on the plaque, Fill it up. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.